0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. You are listening to the Zoe Japan podcast. My name is Aneri, and I will be your host today. And returning to the studio is Yuri Osborne, Zoe Japan's regional manager. Welcome back, Yuri. Thank you. It's good to be back. Now, in our previous podcast, we introduced our listeners to Zoe Japan, and we also introduced the concept of human trafficking, that it has a labor exploitation component and a sexual exploitation component. And today we are going to go a little bit deeper and specifically focus on the commercial sexual exploitation
1: side and what that looks like here in Japan. That's right. Human trafficking happens in every country, including here in Japan, sadly. So we want our listeners to be able to recognize it in their own communities. And today we are actually going to focus specifically on how children are being exploited in Japan.
0: And before we get started on the details, I think there are so many new concepts and new terminology that we will introduce Mm -hmm. today. So maybe it's helpful if we start by sharing some of those definitions up front so we have a common base to work from. Mm. And the first term that we use all the time is the term trafficker or trafficking. Uh, What exactly does that mean?
1: So trafficking means to deal or trade in something illegal. So a trafficker is the person that does it. Trafficker can traffic drugs, weapons, humans, as we covered that last time, or basically anything illegal. It's important to note that it does not have to be cross-border. So that product does not have to leave the country to be considered trafficking. Mm, Very, very clear. And what about perpetrator? A perpetrator is a person who carries out a harmful, illegal, or immoral act. So it could refer to the trafficker or to the person that is the actual abuser. And many of the perpetrators are also pedophiles, which means that they have a specific sexual attraction to children. So when you say children, what age group are you referring to? We are referring to boys and girls under the age of 18.
0: And in our first episode, you elaborated quite a bit on the globally recognized forms of commercial sexual exploitation. But can you zoom in a little bit and explain the most common forms of exploitation against children that we
1: see here in Japan? Yes, uh, our current understanding at Zoe Japan is that most common forms are child pornography and then something called a compensated dating. In Japanese, it's called kosai. And this is mainly the trafficking of teenage girls working in theme cafes or sometimes referred as JK business. It's important to note that not every girl working in a theme cafe is being trafficked. It is... Uh, It is just a high-risk group where there are often cases of child trafficking. And there are many other forms, but we believe that these are the two most prominent. I think that this term compensated
0: dating is quite specific to Japan. So listeners, if you have no idea what we're talking about, please don't worry about it. We will have a dedicated podcast episode on compensated dating later in our series. Now, Yuri, do you have any idea how many victims might be out there, in Japan specifically?
1: Yes, it is a common question, but it's very difficult to get real numbers. Mm. However, the Global Slavery Index 2018 estimates that on any given day in 2016, there were 37,000 people living in conditions of modern slavery in Japan. Mm. And there was an article that was recently published, and it says there are 170,000 teenagers trapped in compensated dating. Although we do not have the actual source of this data, but we think this is not too far off. Mm. And if we had to add younger children or add child pornography, the number would be significantly higher.
0: Oh, that is really, really shocking, those numbers. Uh, And I know there are many parents listening to the podcast, and I'm sure we all agree, even if it was just five children or Mm. even just one, Mm -hmm. it is one
1: too many. No child should be treated like this. You're absolutely right. Every child is precious and we will continue to fight until every single one of them is set free. Recently I was talking to an elderly Japanese
0: gentleman about child trafficking and he immediately made two assumptions that were quite interesting to me and I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Mm. Um, Firstly, he
1: assumed that I was referring to foreign children here in Japan. Uh, That is quite a common misunderstanding. There are many foreign adult women working in the sex industry in Japan. So I think that leads people to believe that children must be foreign Mm. too. But although there are definitely some foreign child victims in Japan, it is local Japanese children that make up the majority Mm. of the victims.
0: That is an important clarification. Um, The second thing that this gentleman assumed once he realized that I was referring to Japanese children was that they are probably being kidnapped and then moved to a different country and then sexually exploited in that foreign country. And I know this happens a lot, especially in developing countries, but is that
1: really true for Japan? not really in Japan. The Japanese government is really strict when it comes to children moving in and out of the country. So it is not so easy to do that. More importantly, traffickers do not need to move the children because the demand in Japan is high enough. All of the cases we are aware of are children being trafficked in Japan by local traffickers being sexually exploited by local abusers.
0: And this is one of the differences I think we can see between Japan and then especially Southeast Asian countries. Um, some of the Southeast Asian countries are actually known for their sexual exploitation of children in the travel and tourism industry. Mm. And that's where the pedophiles specifically visit those countries with the sole purpose of sexually exploiting the children. But that is they're not really the case here in Japan. Mm. Um, and it sounds so horrible to say it, but mm. I guess Japan is probably too expensive. Mm-hmm. And the risk for foreigners that are visiting Japan to being caught is really just too high. Mm. And that means that for child trafficking in Japan, as you said, it's mainly local abusers. And that could include Japanese pedophiles or
1: exploiters, or even foreigners that are actually living here in Japan. Yeah, the key word here is children. Japan is very famous among foreign businessmen for its hostess bars and very vibrant sex industry. But you will mostly find adult women in those establishments. Japan is not really known for sexual exploitation of children in travel and tourism. and I guess it's a good thing. Because people
0: are not coming to the country specifically for that. Mm. But on the other hand, it means it's much easier for the industry to remain hidden from Mm. public view. I guess it must be very tough for the local police to get a grip on it.
1: Yeah, you're right. And that is why so many Japanese people are surprised when they learn about human trafficking and child trafficking. We are excited that the society will start to stand up for the rights of these children once they become more aware of the challenges we are facing today. Mm -hmm. We have to work together to protect every child out there. Absolutely.
0: Now, we are running out of time again, I'm so sorry, but I really want to just uh, summarise the key things that we talked about today, just to make sure that all of us have a really firm foundation before we dive deeper into our next episodes. So can you help me to summarise just all the key points again?
1: Of course. So we have two main parties involved in child sex trafficking, the trafficker and the abuser. Many of these abusers are pedophiles because they specifically desire sexual interaction with children. And a child is any person under 18 years of age. That's right. And in Japan, we are mainly looking at Japanese children that are being trafficked locally. And
0: that means they are not leaving the country. They actually might not even leave their own house, Mm. but a trafficker is subjecting them to sexual exploitation or abuse.
1: Exactly. And the two main forms of child trafficking in Japan are pornography and compensated dating in Jokosai, based on our current research.
0: And before we close for today, can you give us a glimpse of what we are going to discuss in our next episode?
1: I would like to focus on child pornography. At ZOE, we prefer the term child sexual abuse material. And I think this is a crucial episode for every parent that has a teenager or even a younger child that owns a device that can access the internet. So please turn in.
0: Thank you again so much for your valuable time today, Yuri. I have learned a lot of new things, really
1: informative. That's awesome. It was my pleasure and looking forward to seeing you next time as well.
0: And to our listeners, thank you again for joining our podcast today. We need your help to share this information with as many people as possible. So if you found this content interesting, please share it with all of your friends and all of your family. And if you want to learn more about Zoe Japan, please go to our website at gozoe.jp. That is gozoe.jp. Or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. Please
1: support Zoe Japan With your help, we can reach every person and rescue every child.